So I, I think there's two pictures you should put in your mind about AI. First of all, is, is to make it plural, AIs, there's going to be multiple versions, multiple species. There'll be an entire zoo of all different types of minds. Welcome back, guys, to Adventure Fit Radio. Today, we've got a great show for you. We have the great Kevin Kelly. Kevin Kelly is... Uh, a futurist, he predicts the future and one of the most interesting men on the planet. In fact, I think Tim Ferriss called him the most interesting man on the planet. Um, and that's a pretty big statement. So this show is quite a short show. How it worked is um, Kevin Kelly just released a book that I actually have read called The Inevitable, Understanding the 12 techno- uh, Technological Forces That Will Shape Our Future. So it's more trends rather than actual um, gadgets. It's uh, a fascinating read. And this interview was right at the end of his book, uh, his public, uh, publicity tour. So what was happening was he'd lined up podcasts and, uh, and interviews all over the place. And when we reached out to them, their schedule was absolutely full and they couldn't, um, couldn't honor our request for an interview. But at the last minute, a slot opened up and it was a very short slot but when Kevin Kelly agrees to come on your podcast you take it up so we had a really great uh, chat with Kevin and uh, yeah check out all the stuff that he's done all around the place guys if you ever want to look for a really interesting person on YouTube or listen to anywhere else just uh, Google Kevin Kelly and you'll not be disappointed so the inevitable check his book out and enjoy the show this show is brought to you by Quash Creative head to quashcreative.com and use the code radio to get a free SEO report or report on your current or existing brand. Also, guys, this show is brought to you by Audible. Head to audibletrial.com forward slash ADVF radio for one month free trial and also one free audiobook. Also, this show is brought to you by Adventure Fit Travel. Head to www.adventurefittravel.com. Use the code word radio and you'll get 10% off any and all trips. Also, guys, we are rolling out a very successful uh, custom trip, private trip offering that we've been uh, setting up with gyms all over the world. So gyms and communities uh, can be anyone. We've got a couple of corporate clients that have uh, that have come on board. So if you want to travel for free, have a point of difference in your community, and uh, and get a whole bunch of money back into your gym, then email doc at adventurefittravel.com and uh, we'll talk you through that. Other than that, we've got a really exciting array of trips coming up next year. By the time this comes out, we'll have just been in Iceland, which was you would have seen uh, everyone go and check the photos and videos from that. And uh, yeah, very exciting 2018 plan. So head to www.adventurefittravel.com. Check out what we've got going on over there and enjoy the show. Now, before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. Rule number one, no touching of the hair or face. And that's it. Welcome, uh, welcome back to AdventureFit Radio, guys. We are here with futurist Kevin Kelly. Kevin has, uh, Kevin has joined us on the line 
from his home in the US. And uh, before we throw to Kevin, we are going to throw to Tommy, as usual, for uh, Tommy's tribute. Alrighty, welcome aboard, uh, my friend Kevin. We are going to do a tribute today of uh, Justin Bieber's Home to Mama. All right, so this is going to welcome you in, welcome you in, mate, and uh, hopefully I don't fuck the song up. So here we go. <laughs> Kevin Kelly works hard. He found a white in '93. He once rode a bike so far across the USA. I want to know if he did weed. This is more than a podcast, it's a chat with a ledge. And guess I never believe that I'll be on the edge. Cause Kevin, you are a sexy beast. I don't, you don't have one of those yeast infections. Life is all good when you're around. Please tell me all about the long new foundation. Cause I'll take you home to mama. I'll let you meet my friends. I'm seeing life all good. And it's through a new lens. I can't wait to hear. About all the shit like AI We got the pieces And I'm the puzzle Welcome <laughs> Wow Probably should that have um, Probably should have amazing. made you aware that that was, that was coming yeah. Yeah, But uh, probably yeah. took, you, took you by surprise a little bit mate <laughs> I know, that's really great That's by far the most uh, amazing podcast I've been on today Or maybe this week <laughs> or forever, I guess oh, That's great <laughs> um, Yeah, well, thank you I'm really honored to be um, serenaded That was, that was amazing <laughs> Absolutely And there was a couple of weird lines in there, mate But uh, we hope you're all healthy and well and, and good to go <laughs> Yeah, exactly I don't have any yeast infections Yeah, that's so good, that's good. good. We, we, we certainly don't want you to so. hey, uh, Kevin, so why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself And how you got into... Um, what you do now and basically predicting the future. That's a long story, but the short version is that I, boy, let's see. I went to, I, I was a photographer. I dropped out of college. I went to Asia to photograph. Um, I spent a lot of time living in remote parts. I um, caught a really bad dose of optimism as I witnessed with my own eyes millions, hundreds of millions of people, billions of people lifting themselves out of poverty and mm. making these futuristic cities. And um, I came back and started writing about travel and then got online and started writing about the online world as a new country. Uh, and uh, I was just reporting on it as if it was a whole new uh, territory. And from there, I, I got involved in making some of the early online worlds and uh, mm. drifted into doing other kind of uh, technological cultural things like the hackers conference virtual reality and then I had the opportunity to co-found Wired um, where we were reporting mm. not on technology but the culture around technology um, and that's my interest I started writing books about the culture around technology and that's what I see that's how I would describe what I'm doing Awesome. And so tell us a little bit about Wired, mate, because obviously it's a, a big part of your history. So, yeah. Wired, um, there was a bunch of co-founders. All of us, none of us could find a job. Um, we were <laughs> uh, all unemployable. Um, who, we were kind of, you know, sort of hippie-ish uh, people who had avoided working for the man. 
And mm-hmm. um, uh, but we were all magazine junkies, and uh, we felt that there was a space for a magazine that didn't exist. And uh, Louis Rosetto, uh, one of the main founders, described it as he wanted to make a magazine that felt as if it had been mailed back from the future. Mm. <laughs> um, and so that caught my fancy. Um, and I'd been editing another magazine. At one point, it was called Signal, which was uh, uh, covered the same territory as Wired did, but I was interested in the conceptual ideas. And Lewis had the brilliant um, the brilliance to understand that we wanted to have people, wrap it around people, have people tell their stories, what the dreams of the people were, and have people in the cover, and that was – and do it in color – six colors for that matter um and so that was where that came from so the designers are also um people who had never designed a magazine before um and they uh tried to break the rules uh of readability and other Mm. aspects of design to uh, make a magazine that seemed as if it had been mailed from the future wow awesome so Kevin, um, obviously, uh, people have always struggled to predict the future, uh, and it's something that you've been quite good at. So, looking back on all your history um, throughout the years, what's your kind of greatest prediction to date so far? You mean one that's been successful? Yeah, one that you've kind of one that you've kind of had a bit of an idea of before mm. uh, before everybody else. Um, yeah, what's something that you've been proud of that you thought, "Geez, I was pretty bloody close with the internet." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so um, I, I, I've been talking from the early or the late '80s about decentralizing the the um, having peer to peer networks, peer to peer um, bottom up creation, um, and so that's that that's something I talked about in Out of Control, which was re- uh, published in 1994. Mm-hmm. I was writing it the late. Uh, 80s, so I would say early 90s. I was um, describing how um, you could have these things, you know, fly airplanes, do all kinds of stuff, where there were non-experts who were um, connected peer to peer and were able to create really great and good things. And that was, of course, a description of like what the web would do and what what um, these social networks eventually would do. Although I wasn't predicting or describing them as social networks i was describing the architecture and giving a sense of what the power of that would be able to achieve Mm, yeah okay um so let's go into um let's go into one of the uh one of the things that's the most um front of mind when people are talking about the future and uh and what's to come and that's obviously artificial intelligence i think artificial intelligence um virtual reality is another another big one but AI is the one that everybody's kind of talking about at the moment. Everybody wants to um, put their two cents worth mm. in. Now, um, I gather from what I've read of your book and what I've heard you speak of before that you're not so much of a of a, on the side of the scare mongers and and the people that are really worried about basically Skynet and AI taking over. Where do you see um, where do you see AI going in the future, and how's it going to look in your in your opinion? So I, I think there's two pictures you should put in your mind about AI. First of all, is, is to make it plural, AIs. There's going to be mm-hmm. multiple versions, multiple species. There'll be an entire zoo of all different types of minds 
Um, if you can imagine the kind of our own human intellect as being a compound of many different elements, cognitive elements, different modes of thinking, mm. and that we'll we'll combine these elements in thousands of different ways to make different intellectual compounds, different types and species of minds. And some of them, in some dimensions, that those elements may be greater than ours and they will be less than ours than others. And there's the engineering limit that you can't optimize everything at once. You always have to have trade-offs. And so the idea of a kind of a superhuman mind is actually kind of a myth. It's really not a good there, – there is no dimension in which um, – you know, a single dimension for intelligence, so you can't really be greater than something that is has 52 dimensions, okay? Mm -hmm. and because mm -hmm. you can't optimize all of them. So first of all, there's the the benefit of these is they all think differently than humans. Mm -hmm. They and, and thinking different is actually a huge asset when we're trying to make um, things innovative and and absolutely. Uh, and New creation, and so mm. being able to think differently while connected to seven billion people is a real challenge, and AIs will help us. So that's the first thing: is that these are different kinds of minds, different thinking, and sometimes we'll work with them in order to solve problems. And they're already doing that. They're called centaur teams of humans plus AIs. And the best chess player in the world is not an AI, and it's not a human chess master. It's the team of an AI and human. Mm -hmm. And so we'll complement these um, uh, intelligences, maybe even working with two or three different kinds. So that's the first thing, and, and we shouldn't be worried about that. The second one is um, this is a new power that was going to be distributed on a grid and be become a commodity. So these AIs, this access to AIs will become a commodity and it will be distributed like electricity on a grid, and we call it the cloud. Um, and any, you can buy as much of this as you want. Um, and it'll be like electricity it will transform everything it touches Jeez. because it's like artificial power. Mm. Uh, right now we have the magic of you turn a switch and you can summon the power of 250 horses. All right. So that's 250 horsepower mm -hmm. in your car. You can throw up skyscrapers. You can throw across railways across a continent. You could make miles and miles of cloth in a factory all because we harness this invention called artificial power. And now we're going to add 250 minds, not human minds, 250 minds to this, to this power and that self-driving car. Um, and we're going to multiply that by a thousand times as we add AI to everything you can imagine, uh, add AIs. Um, and that power is going to transform Jeez. our lives as much as the Industrial Revolution as – and you know, sports, entertainment, uh, food, fashion, religion, mm -hmm. education, uh, military—all of this being changed by the fact that we have these thousands or millions of minds, not human minds, minds working for us all the time, and the opportunity that entrepreneurs have in the next ten, twenty, thirty years is: what would you do with? a thousand minds mm. working all the time for you. Um, and that's like, just like we have thousands of horses, so to speak, mm -hmm. working for us mm -hmm. all the time. And do you think, um, do you think this will be something that will be an issue for um, obviously the future employment? I, I hear uh, a lot of people talking about the fact that um, AIs will take all of our jobs. Um, people talk about a universal basic income. Mm. People talk about, you know, what do people do with, with their lack of 
I mean, do they have a do they have drive? Do they have purpose? Where do you see? It? Do you do you think that there'll be obviously new um, new economies that will spring up through artificial intelligence, through the things that we build, will build upon themselves, and we'll just end up? I mean, basically, like the internet is now. Yes. The, the short answer is yes. I think that all the things will happen that w- th- these AIs will create, I don't know, thousands of more occupations, things that we want done, things that we want humans to do than ever before. And of course, this is an enabling technology, meaning that it enables other technologies to accelerate. So mm. in addition to this, the opportunities that it alone will generate, it, it, it will also um, accelerate the opportunities made in virtual reality and made in, in medicine and made in all the other discoveries. Um, it will um, increase the the ways in which we want things. And 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 in the beginning, the normal the normal pattern is that in the beginning, when we first think about something, we don't really know what it is. It's not really clear and we humans are kind of struggling in it and then after we have done it for a while then we decide that we want to optimize it and make it efficient and that's the point that we give it over to the ais and the robots because that's what they're really good at they're good at efficiency and so uh and so our job so to speak is to keep inventing jobs that we want to give to the robots right and that That'll just keep going forever so so while it's inefficient in in, in the stage when it's vague and inefficient and playful, so to speak, that's where we excel. And so humans really excel at wasting time. Mm. And robots are really good at saving time and being efficient. And so um, part of our jobs will entail tasks that are measured in efficiency. And those are the ones that we keep giving to the bots. And then it redefines what we do with the rest of our time, which is going to be exploring, trying new things, trying new jobs, trying new wants, mm-hmm. trying new desires. And that process is very inefficient and that's really what we'll be doing. So do you think, um, mm. do, you, do, you, do you believe that there was, um, say for example, when the agricultural revolution happened and basically from that point on, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe that was when we really started to flourish in the way of art and, 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 and crea- creativity mm. in, in society and now... We have a lot more free time in our hands. We have music and film and um, everything that we we love today. Do you think that in the future there'll be so much more mm, more scope for that to happen again when we have a new revolution like the artificial intelligence revolution or the intelligence revolution? I do. I mean, you know, this is the quandary that people have is that there are all these people worried about the fact that we're going to lose our jobs. But at the same time, isn't that the whole point? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'll lose my job today. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Give me exactly an AI right. right now. Yeah. Oh, we literally <laughs> just lost our job in the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, I mean, it's like, no, we, we, we don't want to be working all the time. That's, that's, that's what we're aiming for. And I think – uh, indeed, this is actually, I mean, despite, uh, you know, a lot of the uh, um, appearances, we actually do work less hours over, you know, over time given over the long term on mm. average, on a global average. And so, um, yes, I, I, I think that's a good way to put it that, you know, as we give more and more of these tasks to the to the AIs and robots, we will be liberated to be, to, to be more playful. And I think mm. art and science and innovation are clearly – the, the things that will that will move to and that will um, you know rise and have a renaissance mm-hmm. and um, that's good news all around 
So, so um, I, I think if you, you know, if you want to ask what, what would you be doing in 30 years that you may not be doing now is you might be doing more things that we would call art or, or discovery or exploration. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, Kevin, you mentioned before that um, this sort of revolution or this movement is going to have a, a big impact on, on religion. And I wanted to just pick your brain on, on uh, what you meant by that. Well, um, uh, I, I can't think of any kind of an event that would more that would more be more disruptive to the established religions today than mm. having the arrival of uh, of uh, alien species that was very smart and uh, that they would declare that you know that they believed in God or or they didn't or whatever mm. and so we would have to confront their beliefs and so the established religions would have you know where do they fit into these established religions mm. and no matter what their answer was it was going to be disruptive. Okay, and so um, uh, who knows whether we'll ever they'll ever arrive or whether we'll have contact with them. But it's absolutely certain that within the next fifty years, we're going to make an alien, artificial alien, with with AIs and robots. We're basically will create other beings, and at that point, all this will have the same effects as having an ET arrive here because we'll, the, the religions will have to confront the fact that here is a you know a conscious being with a soul and where do they fit in mm. and what do we say mm. to them and you know are they covered or not or whatever and so that is the way in which um, and, and their, their own proto-spirituality their own spirituality will have huge effect on how people think about their own mm. and so in that way, um, this this is going to have a huge effect. And then the second ingredient is as we continue to mess with our own genes and manipulate and redesign ourselves, we are um, confronting the, the fact that our human nature is in flux. And that also is um, a, 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 a disruption uh, to the current religions in a, in a spiritual mm. uh dimension is you know what does that mean how how where does that fit into things uh, what what does it mean to be human and does it change our soul if we change our rest of our body etc mm. mm. and so can you see uh the world's religions sort of diminishing in numbers or diminishing in belief because uh with with this sort of movement people are starting to look at the the real insignificance of humanity on that level as opposed to you know we're all god's children um we we have so much more significance i i think all the above i I think there'll be both i think there'll be there'll be people to whom this will be you know disturbing in the sense of uh i want to leave and others who will say well this is maybe maybe there's a new religion some hybrid that comes out of this new insight so I, i i can see it going all the ways from engendering kind of you know having the having the ai is tell us what they think maybe they start preaching right i mean so they may have some weird insight and people might follow that and yeah. at the same time there'll be others who um will say you know this is like uh, obviously whatever they whatever we we're being taught does not apply to them so if it doesn't apply to them why should it apply to me um so i so i think uh all the scenarios are, are going to be possible um let me ask awesome. you, Kevin, about uh, something else that's kind of top of mind, especially for me when, when talking about all this stuff at the moment, and that's VR and, and AR, I suppose, so virtual reality, augmented reality. Now, I mean, obviously Elon Musk made the, the interesting claim that he thinks that there's a, a good chance that we're living in somebody else's simulation, obviously. Mm. Uh, how do you think on, on all that? Do you think it's going to get to the point where 
Um, in a few years, we're in the, the movie Vanilla Sky, I think it was, with Tom Cruise, where you, you, can, you can take the pill and go into the blissful mm. augmented virtual reality or you can live in our world, which is not perfect. And Do you think we'll get to the point in the future where we'll have worlds and abilities to uh, place ourselves in situations that feel as real as the world we live in today, but we can kind of program them and make them as blissful or as entertaining or as adrenaline as um yeah what what are your thoughts on that i i I think certainly um so right now this year we we have the ability on uh on the movie screen to create a world that's in a a virtual uh world that's indistinguishable from reality right so you can't tell what's been cgi'd and what hasn't been yep okay and the, the and the thing about it is, is you don't care, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. So there, there's, it's indistinguishable, but you don't care because you're there for the entertainment. So I certainly, certainly think that we can make eventually VRs where you'll go in and um, you'll have difficulty telling the difference, uh, but you won't really care. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the thing about the CGI in the movies is that if you do care, if, if you really care about it, if there was something, if there was some political or economic reason for you to care, there will be ways to tell. There will be – and if you were mm-hmm. really good at being trained, you could actually train yourself to tell the difference. And so what I'm saying is that for most people and most times, there will be VRs that will be indistinguishable and you won't care. But if you did really care, you could tell. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, 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 yes. Well, there'll be those kinds of worlds, and if you don't, you know, if you're going to enter in because because you, you don't care whether it's not, then you'll have a great time. If it was important to be able to tell the difference, there's always ways to be able to tell. Yeah, yeah. And gotcha. what about in terms of a time frame and all this sort of stuff happening? Well, that's that's not thirty years. That's yeah. That's 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 still a long, long ways away, yeah. and um. And I think it doesn't come all at once. There, you know, mm. it, just like the CGI revolution. Yes. In the beginning, there was just occasional things they put in, and you know, eventually they'll they'll do an entire movie. But we still haven't done it. In, well, actually, they have with Rintin. Tin, I mean, they they have some, but it, it, it's a process. So there'll certainly be parts of that mm. in ten years, and there'll be more of it in twenty years, and more of it in thirty years. But it, it's a it's an infinite game because I'm. This is what I'm saying: is you there's always so there'll be some way that you'll be able to tell some little glitch, you know, yeah. saying that's, you know, that's not real. And then eventually they'll, they'll remedy that, but there'll be something about it that you can tell if you care about it. But for most time we're going to go in and it's like, I'm here because I want to have an adventure in yeah. an underworld world, or I want to go right. to another planet or whatever. And, um, then I'm done. Yeah. Mm. I, um, we know you've got, uh, we've got you for limited time today, Kevin. So I wanted to talk to you quickly about, um, like, do you see a, a happy future for AI? Because obviously all the news on AI is all kind of, it's all the negative stuff that gets publicity. You know, Sam Harris is very skeptical. Um, Elon Musk said things, Stephen Hawking said things about the risks with AI. And I haven't really heard too many people talk very positively about the mm. future of AI, apart from Neil deGrasse Tyson. Neil deGrasse Tyson, from my understanding, believes that why can't it be just a great thing for humanity? So when you talk about all these different types of minds that we're going to create in the future, is that do you see that AI and uh, and uh, what we what we're on the brink of is going to be all things eradication of disease, hunger, war? Like, is it going to be just in your eyes a super beneficial thing for the human race if we can harness it in the right way? So, 
I, I think absolutely net gain. This is this is uh, 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 this is great news. This is going to be net positive for the mm-hmm. entire world and everybody in it. It'll be very much like the industrial revolution, which, by the way, had a lot of bad side effects, right? I mean, yep. pollution and other things, but the net gain was positive. And I th- want to be clear that there is going to be whole new categories of problems created by AI. And there'll be a lot of problems associated with AI from, you know, ethical uh, challenges to how we prevent them from being biased. There's a very long list. So not a utopian, and I don't think that this is only going to produce good. I think there'll be um, a, a very a large amount of, of new problems, and I think a lot of the problems that we'll wrestle with in the future will be created by these technologies that we're creating today. And in fact, I would say in general that we, um, uh, in, 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 for technology in general, that we, you know, we we only create a little bit more than we destroy each year. Mm. You know, we may you know maybe it's like fifty one percent. We make forty nine percent that 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 is hurtful and destructive. Mm-hmm. But that difference, even though it's really tiny, can be compounded over centuries, and that's progress. So so yeah. we don't need much of a differential, even if it's just a little tiny bit better. That little tiny bit better, compounded is progress. Mm-hmm. And so while and, and, and when it's happening, of course, it doesn't look like it's progress because it's like 49% of the world is terrible or horrible. And and the news tends to exaggerate that in terms of our, our, of what we the amount that we think. So the progress is often hidden and buried into the scientific evidence, which is only seen retrospectively. So you can usually only see progress by looking backwards mm. because it's – because the news and the the best news and not the the good news is reporting on things that are extraordinary and exceptional and not the norm, whereas progress is really about that which did not happen. It's about all the things that did not happen today mm-hmm. that would have happened in the past, all the accidents, yep. all the illnesses, all the robberies of people who mm-hmm. have stealing. All those things did not happen, and and there's no news about them. And so that's really what it's about. And and that's why I think that, you know, my optimism is rest in history of what's happened. And so it's possible that that could change next year, but it's much more probable that that progress will continue and that we will have a net gain Mm. from these new technologies. And what about some of the – just to play – devil's advocate really but what are some of the uh negative side effects i guess associated with uh the progress involved have you guys started to sort of um look upon that side at all sure i mean and the thing about it is it's actually much easier to imagine all the ways ai doesn't work and hurts us than it is to think about the ways that it does and that's you know this this is the job of the story writers in hollywood's that the dystopias are much more interesting. They make much better stories yeah. than the, the the boring positive vision of the future. Absolutely. And so and so it's it's actually not hard to make a list of all the horrors we could think about, from the weaponization of AI to the biases that it has, to the fact that it's very very hard for us to understand mm. what we're thinking, etc. 
it's much harder to make a vision of the future that we actually want to live in where you, uh, where AIs are ubiquitous and um, and VR is persistent and so mm. forth. And so that's what I've been trying to do in my book is to present a world in which there's ubiquitous AI, persistent VR, total tracking, uh, screens everywhere and so on and to – Say, well, this is actually going to be a world that we're going to want to live in, and mm. here's why. Because mm. I think unless we can imagine the future, it gets really hard to make it. Absolutely. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, um, we know you've got to get out of here, Kevin. So before, um, before you do, do you want to tell people about your book and anywhere they can find you, um, social – I don't know if you're a social media man. Yeah. Um, but uh, websites and so forth. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have a homepage at my initials, KK dot org and um uh sometimes i tweet at kevin to kelly um i have kk.org we've got um cool tools which uh reviews one cool tool a day it's a user generated um site and i have true films where i review the best nonfiction documentaries uh in english and we have a new thing called Recommendo, recommendo.com, which is about a one-pager that we send out by email every week to anybody who signs up, uh, which is six really brief recommendations about cool stuff, stuff that we're listening to, awesome. watching, reading, uh, destinations to go to, tips, tools. And um, you can get that for free at recommendo.com. Awesome. Amazing. Well, um, thanks so much for your time, Kevin. Thank you, mate. Uh, yeah, thank you for having us. Um, sorry about the technical difficulties. <laughs> no, no, but I wish all, you, all outside. <laughs> wish, I wish you the best, and thank you for the amazing serenade. That was really absolutely, mate. Uh, once in a lifetime experience. Well, hopefully, uh, if we can get you back on the show, Matt, I'll do a part two of it, and we can um, we can talk some more. Okay, great. Well, cool. thank you. Thanks a lot, Kevin. Bye. All right. If you liked that show, guys, make sure you subscribe, and uh, if you've already gone and done that then please leave us a rating and review. Also, if you want anything from the show notes, they can be found at www.adventurefittravel.com forward slash radio. And last but not least, head to quashcreative.com. Use the code radio when speaking to the guys there to get a free SEO report or report on your current or existing brand. Head to audibletrial.com forward slash ADVF radio for a free 30 days and one free audio book. And last but not least, head to adventurefittravel.com. Use the code radio for 10% off. Cheers, guys. See you next week.